0: Welcome everyone. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. Wow. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What an incredible show we have planned for you. It's really kind of cool. I've been so looking forward to doing this show. Uh, you're going to get to meet two very, very interesting people. But more importantly, you're going to get to hear about the Ghost Chronicles. How a medium and a paranormal scientist investigate 17 true hauntings. What an awesome, awesome time. I cannot even wait to begin to talk to them about the book that they've put together, what their experiences have been, and what they're going to be sharing with you. But let me tell you a little bit about who my two guests are. When I think about my life and I think about kind of some of the stories that I've I've had in, in some of the experiences which, you know, you pretty much either blow off or if you tell your parents about, They take you to see Dr. Jacoby and you spend five or ten years in psychotherapy. But the point of today's show is that there are stories and there are people that have spent their lives being able to investigate these stories and bring the reality of these to all of us. Ron Kolick is joining us here today, Emmy-winning founder and lead investigator in the New England Ghost Project. Um, degree in environmental science, ultimate skeptic, and we're going to hear about that story until a near-death experience. We're going to hear how that experience changed his life. He produces and hosts Ghost Chronicles on Ghost Village Radio, iTunes, and Podcast Alley. Joining Ron is Maureen Wood, and we're thrilled to have Maureen with us, a fifth-generation psychic transmedium. Maureen is a lead psychic medium for the New England Ghost Project and co-host of the Ghost Chronicles radio show. I have to tell you, I don't know how they found time out of their busy day to join us here on the Dr. Pat show tonight. But, boy, I hope you've got questions because you're going to want to be giving us a shout on the show. Ron and Maureen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having us.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's uh, an honor, really.
0: Do do are there are there any other people on the planet that sort of have a better like job slash career slash slash passion than than either one of you? How about you, Ron?
2: Uh, I really like what I do. I mean, it's it's never what I intended to do. I mean, I never grew up saying, "Oh, I want to be a ghost hunter." But uh, <laughs> it's kind of that's the way it happened, you know. And and I like doing it. It's I just can't get enough of it, really.
0: Mm. And how about Maureen You, I mean, fifth generation psychic trans medium. Explain to our listeners what that means.
1: Um, as far as what that means, it's just that it's been in my family for many years. Um, you know, when I was very young, um, and I remember seeing spirits and thinking that there was nothing, you know, it was nothing but normal. It was just an everyday occurrence. Um, my mother, luckily, I guess, had uh, experience with this, and her grandmother and great-grandmother and so forth used to do readings for people. They also... Um, with sea spirits, and so to her, it, although she was very nervous about it, she just basically said, you know, you're normal, no problem, but being very religious, she'd hand me the holy water for protection.
0: Um, oh, I got the holy water, water, too, life. so I completely get that.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. It works well. <laughs> you know you're in trouble when they're starting to sprinkle it on you. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, she's got a face full of it before. Oh, many times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and contrary to popular demand, you didn't start to smoke and sizzle in his <laughs> in his in room. I him don't know. Him.
1: You know, that's a, that's actually up for uh, discussion. Oh <laughs>
0: uh, well, I want to thank both of you for joining me here tonight. But before we get into talking about the Ghost Chronicles, I want to go back, Ron, and you know do exactly what you know I I said we would do, and that's. Let's share a little bit about your story, about how someone like yourself, you know, gets involved in in investigating ghosts, somebody that was as skeptical as you. You know, what was it that helped you make that turn?
2: You you know, it's really funny because, uh, as I mentioned before, I never really wanted to be a ghost hunter or anything. In fact, uh, Women's World Magazine wrote an article on it because they saw that I was like almost a reluctant ghost hunter, uh, it, it, it chose me rather than I chose it. But, anyways, uh, yes, I was very much a skeptic. I have a degree in environmental science. I had a manufacturing company. We, we designed and manufactured environmental teaching aids for schools. Uh, one day I cut my fingers off, went through the modern science. They put it back together again. But while I was in the hospital, I uh, had a pulmonary embolism, and uh, they rushed me into ICU. And in, in an ICU, I had a a near-death experience. and So when I got out of the hospital, I had all this time in my hand, and I took a course in TV production, and in order to complete the course, I needed to do a show. So I had this near-death experience in the hospital, plus my manufacturing plant was supposed to be haunted. I never saw anything, but everybody at work for me had seen something or heard something or talked to someone who wasn't there. So I decided to do one ghost, and then after that, it was history i guess you would say it just kept growing
0: and growing you know i love the way these journeys kind of take us to where we are now and i'm kind of like in the same boat boy i would have never picked in a million years to be doing what i'm doing full-time on radio um you know especially me who stuttered most of my teen years so it's kind of an interesting journey and then you know for you maureen joining us here today i understand that you've got a nickname or two that people affiliate with you one of them (laughs) them is uh, the Queen of Pain, and I saw that in some of the material they sent yeah. to us, and that got my attention immediately. Yeah, isn't that scary? I know. Um, it's like, can, wow, should I rock her? Are we <laughs> going to be okay tonight on the show?
1: Oh, yeah, that'll be fine. Um, yeah, I... wait, wait, wait a minute, Dr. Pat, wait a <laughs> He's minute. He's sitting minute. right across from me, though, so I don't know how good Ron will be. You know
2: what, the, the first the first radio show we did, we, we did it from the uh, Haunted okay. Windham restaurant, and while we were on the, uh, she trans-channeled some drunk from the bar, so hey, you know, you never know what's going to happen tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, this is really kind of cool. It's very funny. I love that we don't know. You know, in this world we live in, I guess you really can't predict, Maureen, who's going to show up, can you?
1: You know, not really, you know, and it's funny because I'll do readings for people and they'll often say to me, you know, I I lost my, you know, my aunt, my uncle, uh, um, a friend of mine, and I'd really like to get a hold of them. And I thought, you know, I, I understand, I can empathize with that, but that's, to me, not my place to do. You know, if I put out this calling card and and we say, you know, who's out there? Does someone want to communicate? Um, If we're in a haunted location and someone pops in and says, hey, I'm here, pay attention to me, that's one thing. Or being home and, you know, someone coming to my house for a reading, for instance, and their loved one or someone shows up, I feel that's free will. They've made the choice to show up. I'm not pulling them away from some other business they may be attending to. So, yeah, you never really know.
0: No, you never really know. One of the questions I want to explore with both of you, and you know, and, and both of you being in New England, and certainly for me, I grew up on the East Coast. I spent a lot of time in New England. And so there's something about New England that has, a, has its own energy and vibration to it. As a matter of fact, I was just there a couple weeks ago. Um, but one of the things I discovered in the book is that as I went through the book that you, you guys have written, The Ghost Chronicles, a lot of the stories really date back They date back to the 1600s, but some of them are more contemporary. And I wanted to ask you this question because a lot of times when we're watching television, especially in the pop culture, you know, if you're watching, like, ghost whisperers, so to speak, um, a lot of the ghosts that comes back are very recent or very contemporary. Yet, if we go back a decade or two, almost all of the ghost stories had to do with really some ancient spirits. And I wanted to ask you, how have we misled the public through our pop culture, or is Hollywood on track?
1: Um, I would have to tell you, you know, that depends on the spirit themselves, but I would say that I have been at at funerals and had the loved ones or had the person that would just pass be there, them watching at the funeral. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've had moments where, you know, I've gone to, say, for instance, as an example, you know, I visited my sister-in-law one night. I, you know, and, you know, certain relatives, you know, you're close to occasionally, you know, you you get together once in a great while. So I didn't really know her side of the family. Um, And it was so bizarre because we were chatting and all of a sudden, you know, I'm overwhelmed because her brother-in-law is sitting right there and he wants attention and he's passed. You know, he... And I didn't know him from Adam, and he starts saying, you know, he was concerned for his wife, which is, you know, my sister-in-law's sister. You have to tell her to get in touch with her friend Rose and to get out of the house, and she needs to, to let me go. She can't be holding on so much anymore. And I thought, okay, let me try to, to talk to my sister-in-law, which, by the way, probably thinks I'm a little crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and I have to say, I brought her aside, and he had died a month before that. So in in all the information I was saying was true, she had a friend that was Rosemary um, that was very close and she hadn't seen her in a while and this person was, you know, trying to get her to, to live her life again. So, yeah, you can, you know, I think that, you know, Ghost Whisperer, although it's a little bit more Hollywood, um, definitely yeah, there's yeah. spirits that aren't that old.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you watch a show like that, there have been moments on that show where you forget you're watching television. I mean, that's how scary some of this can be. And and right. I wanted to ask you about that. You know, Ron, as you have said yes to this and you've decided to take this on, um, there have got to be moments for you where you've had to be scratching your head saying, how the heck did I get here?
1: Oh, well, absolutely. You, I... Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, just think about it. I'm I'm going through dark places in the middle of the night chasing <laughs> invisible people. I mean, you, you got to stop and scratch your head.
1: Spider webs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate spider webs, you know, crawling around in the dark. Yeah, it's a little crazy. I, I actually yes, want me? to
2: touch on, on that thing you were talking about, uh, Ghost Whispering, sure. about newer yep. spirits versus older spirits. Yep. Uh, the number one sighting of uh, ghosts or spirits. It's what they call messenger ghosts, and that's usually after someone just dies and uh, they just come back to a loved one to let them know that they're okay or just to check on them to see that they're okay. It's, it's uh, So you do have uh, modern ghosts. But, I mean, there are, every investigation is different. You don't know who's going to be there. Sometimes uh, you have spirits that are... Uh, from different time periods totally. They're not related to each other, right. but yet they're in the same space. I mean, they're, they're, they're so cognizant of their environment at times, even. Uh, there's one case, for instance, where there is were ghosts in the upstairs and ghosts in the downstairs, and, and the ghosts upstairs wouldn't go downstairs because there were ghosts there. Oh, I
0: my mean, gosh. It, it, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I was just like, what did he just say? I know. <laughs> it's all twisted, a little twisted, huh? <laughs> well, and you know, isn't it interesting that we would expect, and I'm going to use the term supernatural in spirits, we would expect them to operate way we operate in, in our physical bodies. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like somehow in our minds we're, we're in this pigeonhole that says, oh, wait a minute, if I'm doing that, I think the ghost is going to do that too, you know?
2: In, in some cases they do. For yeah. instance, why don't you see any naked ghosts?
0: I was going to ask one of you that question. Well, you know what? I would like to say something
1: to that because we had a naked ghost. Actually, there is, if you remember. We interviewed someone from England. They said that there was this one spirit that had showed herself, and it was, uh, I guess, a a woman woman of the night who had been slain by Jack the Ripper, and she showed herself as naked. Now, it makes sense to me, number one, you know, if you're trying to get a message across and you're trying to show someone, you know, yeah, that's a way to get someone's attention. And probably because of her profession, she didn't have those fears of your body, you know, showing your body and so forth. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you have someone who is a stripper in this life and, mm-hmm. and dies, they're not caring whether they speak, they're seen naked. But I know that when I pass on, give me as much clothes as I right. can find. Right. I mean,
2: for, for <laughs> the most part, you're going to be, I mean, why do ghosts wear eyeglasses? I mean, you know. What do you mean, remember? Right. And, and that's the way they want to look. I mean, they want to be known as they were.
0: Yeah, and, you know, honestly, Ron, I mean, I've seen pictures of you. I think you're going to, like, have your hat on, like, forever. Oh,
1: no kidding.
0: (laughs) Actually, you know, I mean, so it's kind of interesting about the personas we have. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking. What a great show. Ron Kulik joining us here, Maureen Wood. The book that I have in front of me, you are going to love this book. If you guys listening to the show have not gotten this book, The Ghost Chronicles, A Medium and a Paranormal Scientist Investigate. 17 true hauntings when we come back we're going to talk to them and maybe they'll share some of these hauntings some of these stories maybe we'll get to hear what some of the most horrifying investigations have been that they've been in let's take a short break we'll be right back with the dr pat show
4: Do you like where your health and looks are headed? Or are you ready for a total transformation? Your dollars and days off have never been more precious, so why waste them on anything other than lasting, real rejuvenation? Sure, there are expensive spa vacations, and then there's total transformation. Join best-selling author Kat James in a gorgeous mountain setting, where you learn the very food and self-care principles that transformed her beyond recognition, without self-deprivation. Break free from the food and beauty self-sabotage and spend five days with the woman Self Magazine calls a master of self-care. Transformation. You will even celebrate the new you with a world-class makeover and photo shoot. Want a Total Transformation but can't afford to get away? A 10-catch teleprogram from your home via computer or phone. Make 2009 your year for Total Transformation. Call us at 877-54-TOTAL or visit us at TotalTransformation.com.
3: Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, Maca Magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit macaroot.com. That's M-A-C-A root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives just like people, they are what they eat wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being true wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make you can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you wellness natural food for pets where true wellness begins (laughs)
6: i <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by the Ghost Chronicles, a unique collection of episodes from Case Files of the New England Ghost Project. Joining me here today, Maureen Wood and Ron Kolick. We're talking about their book, Hot, Hot, Hot Off the Press, the Ghost Chronicles. Thank you both for joining me here today. What a really cool, cool thing to talk about. Thanks again. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a blast. <laughs> it is a blast.
0: It's a blast, and I can imagine all the spirits hanging around us right now, although, Maureen, you're still with us, right?
1: Oh, I am. I don't know. <laughs> for now. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's talk for a minute. Let's talk about the Ghost Project. You know, what is the New England Ghost Project for our listeners that don't know much about it?
2: Well, Ron, you want to take that? The, yeah, the New England Ghost Project, I founded found about 12 years ago, Uh, to really, when I started it, the mission statement was basically to find proof of the the supernatural or disprove it. And then I realized that, uh, you know, there are skeptics out there that if a ghost came up to them and slapped them in the face, they still wouldn't believe. So it's Mm kind of like wasting my energy. So now what our mission statement is, is to find as much evidence as we can and to share our evidence and our experiences and let you
0: make up your own mind. Now, what's the website that people can go to to find out more about this? Because I know that if I don't give that out, I'm going to get a gazillion instant messages here.
2: It is uh, NewEnglandGhostProject.com. That's, excuse me, ne Project, like New England, GhostProject.com, ne
0: Okay, and, you know, so part of the conversation is really taking a look at, you know, what you've created and how what you've created is different than some other community, some other cult, some other, you know, there are a lot of fads right now going on in in, in the world. I mean, everybody seems to be completely captivated by the supernatural. Every time you turn around, there's something else going on. You know, has this helped you in your work, Maureen, or has this, how has this affected your work? Let me just ask you that question.
1: Um, well, I will say that it seems that most people are more receptive than they used to be. Um, yeah, I, I would say yeah. Paranormal experiences, which is great. Um, however, you know, it, it also still—I mean, uh, for my day job, I do technical work, and I'm a you know uh, instructor on digital mammography equipment. I teach engineers how to do all this troubleshooting and so forth. So it's a big balance, right, that I have to, to work with. But even in that environment, you'd be surprised. I mean, there are there's a small percentage of those engineers, let's say, that come up to me now because they've seen me on TV and so forth. And they're like, well, you know, congratulations, that's great. And then there are others that run and hide. So it, it yeah, makes well, it very Yeah, well, I would
0: imagine that, you know, that's kind of an interesting dilemma for you to have, um, you know, in the arena that you're in because clearly... You, you know, it's not like you're just somebody that's dabbling in this. I mean, you're world-known for what you do. Both of you are. And, you know, it's not like you could almost hide even if you wanted to, Maureen. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, yes. I mean, well-meaning uh, co-workers have taken, for years ago, have taken, like, newspaper clippings and left them on my manager or the vice president's desk. Oh,
0: know. very fun.
1: Well, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's buying because it's all out in the open.
2: But,
1: but it you is all know, it's really
2: <laughs> you know what's really funny is is that uh people don't like to start talking about spirits but right. if you bring up the subject then they all get a story. I mean, I, for instance I went in for uh, well, I'm getting old so I had to go for one of those colonoscopy things and mm-hmm. you know, so I goes to see the specialist and he spent about five minutes starting to talk about the uh the procedure and then he asked me what I do for a living. I says, Well, you know, I do this ghost hunting thing. And he spends the next half hour telling me all about this ghost running around his neighborhood, and, and I find that commonplace.
0: I mean, why is it? Do you think that a people are a little reluctant to talk about it, but b once the conversation comes up, it's like it's like it could take over the entire room, so to speak. Right. You know what I'm saying? What do you think is going on with that? And and honestly, do you actually think? that some of the younger gener- generation are even more open to it than we were. You know, Ron, what do you think, Maureen? Um,
1: I don't know. I think basically the younger generation for sure. I mean, when we were growing up, we, we always had, you know, I'm, I'm going to age myself, but like Bewitched and I Dream of Genie shows. And,
0: oh, yeah. Um, Topper. I was,
1: and, you know, yeah. um, and Topper. Topper. I, I yeah. Topper. <laughs> But but there was a lot of even, um, you know, the the Dracula vampire there. Who is he?
2: My mother, the car.
1: Oh, forget that. No, you're way of <laughs> mind um, but But the whole point is, you know, we did have those shows. So we've always had some type of magic or paranormal, you know, but certainly yeah, not thought. as prevalent as today. So I think it really has helped kids because, for me, at least my mother knew what to expect with me. And there are other horror stories of families that these kids – you know, the parents don't understand, they're not open to it, so the kids are really struggling to, to deal with their you know, their psyche or the the visions that might be coming or the spirits trying to communicate, but then again you have this other seems a whole new group of kids coming through that their parents are watching these shows, so maybe they're just a little bit more open. Um, we have listeners on our radio show that'll constantly write in and Hey Maureen, you teaching classes or hey, where can I go because my daughter is sensitive and she's having these dreams, and, you know, where do I take them? So we're able to give them a little bit of advice, which I think is fantastic from what it used to be.
0: I think the conversations, and, you know, maybe we can, uh, you know, we can thank, what's her face, Patricia Arquette and some of the other folks that are out there doing shows like Medium or Ghost Whisperer, um, which have become regular staple television. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to miss my... And and by the way, I'm not going to miss my rerun uh, about it, but when we go from the television realm to the realm of what what some people call the real world that both of you live in, you know, how do we make that switch? What's real from television and what's not in your experiences? And could you give us a sense of what an investigation feels like?
2: Well, first of all, if you look at the uh, ghost touches, which is, Probably uh, the most uh, popular of the uh, not not the regular TV series,
0: mm-hmm. NBC, right?
2: Yes, but the the cable ones. Uh Science. They do things kind of scientifically, and a lot of things happen. But you you know it's a half hour show, so uh, mo- what people don't realize is that there's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of nothing happening uh, when you do an investigation. That that's the killer part of it. You know, everybody expects. You know, you're walking in place and things are flying around. People's heads are turning around. Well, you know, it doesn't happen that way.
1: Timing is everything. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, we do an investigation. We go in and we'll set up a uh, base camp with all our scientific equipment: uh, the remote cameras, remote temperature sensors, uh, thermal imaging, whatever we need. And then we'll do baselines, which means uh, there are natural occurring EMF, which is electronic. uh, uh, yeah electromagnetic, electromagnetic electromagnetic fields, yeah, getting late <laughs> so, but i mean we we measure all that and and then once we set up and we 've mapped the place, then we 'll do a, a sweep through with Maureen and myself, and we 'll see what we can pick up.
0: And, you know, part of this, people think, is exactly like you said. I mean, we only get the short version on television and and other places about how this works. I mean, I think many of us got our first introduction in the, you know, the hit film Poltergeist. Um, Oh, there you
1: go.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I I don't think I, I never, I stopped watching television late at night after that movie. Yeah,
1: it's funny. You know, I have to, um, if you don't mind, Dr. Pat, there's, my husband, um, just to let you know, he's he's very grounded, very horrified with what I do. Um, and it's not that he doesn't believe, but like he says to people, you know, he has to sleep with me at night, so
7: mm-hmm.
1: he would just as soon not be involved with anything. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because even though he doesn't, you know, let's say, want to be involved with it, it's, he'll watch Medium and he'll sit there with me and he's like, you know, I really like that show. And what's funny is because he likes the show and he's always turning around and pointing, saying... See, you know, look what Joe's going through, because I go through the same thing, you know. And I think he watches it because he can relate to, you know, that environment of, hey, it's crazy to some people, but here they are in this house, and, you know, she's seeing people that are passed and getting messages and talking, people are calling her for help, or she's going to help people. And, you know, he'll look around and go, oh, man, I feel for that man. (laughs) So it happens. What was done with
2: the book? Is is we've we've writ, written it in the uh, first person's uh, Maureen's voice and my voice, and mm-hmm. it's made so like you're with us. I mean, we, we, it's not narrative. It's not saying like we walked into there, we did this. You know, it, you're there with us. You feel what we feel you're in and, our
1: heads. As yeah, the areas yeah, that yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So <laughs> that's what we've tried to do with it. And and the interesting part about it is we didn't write each our own piece. We we wrote it together because I mean, for instance. A lot of people don't know what Maureen does. She is a trans-channel. And for those who don't, that is basically uh, the Whoopi Goldberg character in Ghost. That's when a spirit enters her body and uses her body to talk or do whatever. I mean, and so, I mean, she steps back sometimes, and she doesn't know what she says or what she looks like. And I add that piece to it, so you get the feel like you're really there.
0: I love the way you've written the book, and I was just going to comment on it. Um, When we come back from break, we're going to talk more about what's in the book, what some of the stories are. You know, if you're wondering what ashes to ashes means, we'll tell you what that is in the book. But i got to tell you, I am so thrilled you wrote this book in this way because it almost reads like a novel. I mean, I get to experience the holy shh that come out in certain parts of this or the conversation between both of you, and we get to know your experience in a way that we couldn't know it before. I'm talking with Maureen Wood, Ron Kollek, the Ghost Chronicles. When we come back, we're going to be sharing what some of these, these true hauntings are. How often have they been scared out of their pants, and what does that mean? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. You're listening to us right here. Remember, I said that if you wanted to find out more about the New England Ghost Project, go to neghostproject.com or go to thedrpatshow.com, and we've got a couple links. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned.
1: Visit maryjanemack.com.
3: Six two nine four nine four nine or visit StressDetective.net
0: detective
6: dot net.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Oh, my gosh. I know some of you must have been hearing us chit-chat during the break. Uh, you know, I love to have a conversation with people that are doing some things that we only get to read about or watch on television. I'm talking about Ron Kolick and Maureen Wood. They are the authors of Hot Off the Press, The Ghost Chronicles, A Medium and a Paranormal Scientist investigate 17 True Hauntings, we're actually going to talk about a few of them. But Ron and Maureen, thank you so much for joining us here today. What a, what a great conversation and adventure. How cool. Oh, it
1: really is. It's always something different Always time. an adventure, yeah. as we like to
0: say. Always an adventure. Well, before we went to break, we were talking about the style that you wrote the book in, and I'm glad you brought it up because I, I can't imagine you writing this book in another way. I mean, we would have missed out so much of the moments, of the the excitement, of the fear, of the challenges that each of you had. You've made this so real. What would you like to share? uh, What stories would you like to share with us? You know, has there been a time where you were so scared you didn't think you were quite going to make it out of it? Ron, Maureen, who would like to start off?
2: Go ahead, Ron. You take
1: it first.
2: You know, this is like the most disappointing moment in every interview I do.
1: Uh, well, I I have my own, but go ahead. You...
2: But they they no, they always ask me, well, what really schedule? But you know, I always have this persona, and you know from the book, it's Van Helsink. and oh. I always say Van Helsink fears nothing, and, and and I say that for two reasons. Number one, when I, when I'm doing my investigating, when I'm working with Maureen and, and everything else, I'm so focused that it really really. I've never been scared. I'm just totally wrapped up in what I'm doing, like a surgeon does. You know, you, you, you re, you're almost doing what you're doing. You're not realizing that you're really on a, working on a person and getting involved at all.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I being, I get that. Yeah.
2: But that being said, I mean, I look back afterwards and say, wow, that should have scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same thing. We've, we've had some interesting. I mean, Maureen, when she trans-channels, you got to realize, I mean, We've given a a spirit, a body, and it hasn't had one for a long time. Well, that doesn't sound good, does it? No, that (laughs) doesn't sound bad. (laughs) I mean, I've been tossed across the room before. I've had my finger dislocated, uh, you you know, so it's... it's,
1: And Dr. Pat, it was always the spirit. Yeah, right. (laughs) But, I I mean, and the other thing is
2: that a lot of the negative energy, and there is negative energy out there there for me, feeds on fear right. so that's the other thing is i can't afford to be afraid so that's why I, i've kind of suppressed it totally uh but yeah there are there are moments i mean we have a good friend who owns the windham restaurant that's in two chapters of the book and we've done investigations there many times and stayed overnight and knows Maureen very well and the first chapter our, our book opens with marine trans in the basement of the windham restaurant and uh Bess is there and He's so afraid of her that if she comes near him, he, he would hit her with a two-by-four and mm. gladly, you know, suffer the consequences. So, I mean, the, the fear is there. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, I think there, the, you know, that, Maureen, for you, I mean, yeah. is it that you get into the middle of the experience and you're so knee-deep involved in it that you're really not conscious about things? I mean, is that the correct way to sort of look at it, or am I off base?
1: No, you're actually um, right on, and and what it really happens too is, you know, it's not always um, where I'm trans channeling constantly because it really, truthfully, is very draining, and it and it depends on mm. the timing, right? Is there a spirit that's really intent and wants to communicate? Am I, you know, willing to open myself up at that time? You know, do I feel like I could, in other words, hold that energy or contain that energy? Um, and is it if the spirit is? I, I almost think it's like a comic karmic, comic. Karmic, um, conversation rather like mentally I'm reaching out and if someone wants to communicate and if I feel that they don't mean me any harm you know I will I mean for the most part but the problem is is whenever you open up we've had instances where you open up a little and people like "Well, well she doesn't protect herself well and that's not it it's when you're opening you kind of open that door and sometimes someone jumps in you know I kind of refer to it as like grabbing a tiger by the tail you know like they it's just difficult to do because they just jump in and try to take over they don't care about those the, you know, karmic balance or whatever it is for you. They just want to steal your energy. So it, it can be very uh, painful, which is why, you know, many times even during someone reading the book might look at it and wonder why I'm leaving sometimes these locations and trying to take a break because it's very taxing on your body physically. And not only that, being empathic too, um, there's times I'll ask how they passed and I start choking like my lungs are filling with fluid or... You know, in the case of Lizzie Borden, um, I literally felt a hatchet. I, you know, I was channeling Abby at the time, the stepmother, and I literally felt the hatchet in the back of my head, like so many blows. It was horrend- It was just horrific.
2: And I felt your mm. foot in my
0: groin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to imagine what that feels like. I mean, there are some people listening to this show that, you know, have had experiences like this, and others that, you know, know of other people that have had them. Um, and there are children, and I want to talk about this for a minute. There are children right now, and some people say that we're bringing in the most conscious, conscious of all generations of children right now, that they're pretty much coming out of the womb with a level of awareness that most of us won't experience in our lifetime. And Maureen, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, I wanted to ask you if you get a sense of that, and the folks you channel, or, you know, the experience that you've had.
1: Um, now, as far as the, the children that are more open, yeah. or, um, yeah. I know that there are those that they really call them... Um, Indigo children. Indigo children, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that, that there are children that are more open, but I also think that that's been going on for thousands of years, you know. Um, I also think it's just that right now it's kind of a different name that we're giving it, and maybe what we're doing is instead of closing down those kids that would normally stay open and be great psychics or mediums or, you know, have that communication that well-meaning adults have over the years, you know, we're talking generations, have just kind of, you know, shunned it or closed it down or you're going to be mm-hmm. considered as a witch or, you know, for whatever reason. And now the the fear based behind it, it's more like accepted and it's it's welcomed versus closing it down. So I think it's a different name that's really been given, but it's, it's been around forever.
0: I would love for you to share one of the stories in the book. And I think, you know, for me, let me just tell you sort of my, my stuckness. I read these investigations, and then in the book you have the results of the investigation. And I kind of want to be one of these people where, okay, now they have this knowledge. They have to go tell blah, blah, blah. They have to, you know, I mean, it's kind of like how do you live with the information that you find, my gosh.
1: Um, well, you know, I think you you just sometimes we don't get the you know the verification. You might say right, like we'll, uh-huh. we'll do with an the investigation, and we have to compile the data, and it takes a little bit of time before it all gets pulled together. Um, but yeah, there's many times where you know I'll get a communication, and I know for a fact that this information is there and is right, and and you know, they may get bits and pieces of it historically, but sometimes they have trouble just validating it and it's not until, you know, months later until all of a sudden, you know, the research arm or some other piece of information comes up and, and we're like, you know, Ron will say, Oh, Maureen, you know that place we went to, it was validated and oh yeah, they did find a gravestone with that child's name on it or you know, so it just it just depends on the timing of it. Mm-hmm
0: okay so i have to ask you do each of you have a favorite chronicle from the book do each of you have a favorite investigation oh uh, yeah we do. oh yeah okay Definitely. so can you share um
1: all right i will <laughs> i will <laughs> share you one i mean i have many favorites in the book but one that i will gen will tell you about is because i did tell you about my husband who was very yeah um, oh. <laughs> i can't believe i'm using him on <laughs> hopefully he's not listening hopefully um but you know my husband is very grounded and so forth again you know, he's not a big believer, and he's he'll call us. We'll go to do these functions, and he'll always say, yeah, I'll meet you. You know, we'll go to dinner together before you investigate. And then forever he'll give me a phone call and say, oh, I can't make it. Sorry, honey. So this goes on all the time, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine. When we were investigating the Concord Colonial Inn, there is a haunted room 24 there, Um, so we had dinner before we had done a radio show in the room and it was very haunted ron and his wife jan were going to stay in that room that night and cameras running cameras running um well it ended up getting very late my husband canceled out on me again and i said oh you know i understand so anyway before this all happens you know i decided i'm going to use the restroom in the the hotel room before i leave because it's like one in the morning you know so i go in i use the bathroom well just as i go to leave there's a woman in the mirror when i go to wash my hands and it's not me you know she's got dark hair she's it's totally different and
2: good looking
1: yeah, thanks <laughs> um, but I, I you know at first it it, it kind of shocked me but then I was so tired I'm like I'm sorry I really want to talk to you but I you know not now so mm-hmm. I walk out and as Ron is talking to me before I leave he says to me right, right, morning, right why huh
0: right I I could I could just feel this this is so fun
1: oh yeah it's You know, Ron's like, oh, Maureen, you know, why didn't Steve, that's my husband, oh, I gave his name, didn't I? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he show up? And I said, so he explained the whole thing, he's not into this, and I said, you know, Ron, by the way, um, I said, he really needs to experience it for himself. So now I said, by the way, there's a woman in your bathroom, so have a good night, and Ron being Ron, you know, dives on the bed, and he's like, oh, come and get me, you know, so I'm like, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. So he starts making references to, um, would you make reference to the ghost the the librarian? The librarian, yeah. you know how her face shrivels away to like a skull and eye socket and everything. So yeah. anyway, I come home. I typically do better with protection, but for some reason that night, I'm like, oh, I'm fine. No one's gonna follow me home, you know. So I go home. It's two in the morning. I fall asleep. You know, Doctor Pat. I wake up the next morning. I never, by the way, I never slept so good um i wake up the next morning my husband was so upset and his eyes were huge he was like watery he was all set and he leans over on the bed he's like you you go and investigate you're sleeping in another bedroom and i'm like what are you talking about so he's like last night you brought a friend home with you so oh now i'm like oh gosh. really so i asked him about it right now i know isn't this awful i'm laughing it's not funny yeah. really um <laughs> i'm laughing i'm sorry <laughs> i know and you know, it was so funny because he, you know, well, all right, he lays there and he says, you know, last night, he said, you were rubbing my back. How old, how old are the people that listen to the show, by the way? <laughs> all
0: different ages.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll be, I'll be kind. Um, but he says, you know, I heard you come into bed, he says, and then, you know, a little while later, I woke up because you were rubbing my back, Right. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, that wasn't me, but I didn't say anything. And he says, and then, you know, he goes, I got on top and you're under me and you're, you know, you're kissing me and everything. And he says, I'm thinking, man, go investigate more often, right? And then he says, and then all of a sudden, the light came through the curtain and your face shriveled away to nothing but a skull and eye sockets.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, my God is right. Well, he was so honest to God, he was so upset. Well, I felt bad, but I got this big grin on my face. But then I said, honey, you sure you weren't dreaming? Because I'm pulling what he would do to me, right? I'm sure you weren't dreaming? He's like, no, I wasn't dreaming. I was up on my elbows. Aren't you listening to me? And he says, and I turned around and you were sound asleep. <laughs> so I looked up said thank you because I figured they were sticking up for me again. And um, <laughs> actually what was funny is when we wrote this piece for the book, um, which I asked if I could put it in from him, I got permission. But when I wrote this piece, you know, we pretty much got chastised a little from the editor because she came back and she says, Maureen, I can't understand how that's funny. And we had to lighten it a little bit, but... It, you know, it is funny when you spend 25 years. It, it is pretty years, funny.
0: I mean, you know, it, it's yeah. pretty funny if you're looking at it from the way we're talking about it. You, yeah, you know, I, you've, you've talked about your husband. You really shared his skepticism, right? And, yeah. you know, what an interesting lesson for that spirit to actually play.
1: <laughs> exactly. And plus, when I relayed to him my conversation in Haunted Room 24, he just got even more freaked out. So... But I let it go, and I said, that's fine. But the whole thing is is now, I mean, people have asked him at our reading, um, we'll go do our signings and so forth, right, for the book, and they'll just look at him when he's come, and he'll, they'll say, I want to know from you, what do you think? You know, what do you feel? And he said, all I know is that there's something there, and I don't know what it is, but I, I choose not to look for it. And he said, and I have to sleep with her. So that's where that came from. Yeah.
0: Uh, and you know this is really kind of interesting i mean ron when you listen to the these stories i mean i'm sure you've got a favorite uh as well i mean is there an irony to 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 some of these experiences? what is what is Um, your favorite from the
2: book absolutely i I mean we were so lucky to have the editors. We had because oh, yeah. they they knew nothing about the paranormal, which made it great because stuff that we thought was like really funny <laughs> and took for, for granted. They said we don't get it, so yeah, you know, we had to fix it. <laughs> right, that's why we put the boxes. I mean, we have we have little boxes in the, in the stories that tell you, uh, for instance, equipment and stuff what what they are. And if you know about it, you just skip right over them. Uh, but they're there to uh, help the story go along without breaking it up, really. But yeah, I have my favorite story. I, I think probably my favorite one is uh, Dancing with the Dead. Uh huh. <laughs> and that was that was kind of interesting because um, I had a call from my friend uh, Jeff Belanger, uh, who owns Village dot com, and he says, "Ron, I got a really great uh, investigation for you. Can you can you help me out?" I said, "Yeah, you know, sure. I'm glad to." So he told me about it. So I said, "Okay, this will work out good, but I don't know, how I'm going to tell Maureen." So I gave her told her that we were going to go to a dance studio and investigate it. <laughs> and uh we drove to this place. Well, as it turns out, it was a pole dancing studio.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and the
2: story behind it is the woman uh teaches pole dancing. And she would uh, videotape her her episodes and uh she would get all these little light anomalies and stuff on on the film. So we went there to investigate, and of course she had to be in costume because you know we have to duplicate the the situation. And and I thought it was nice because she offered Marina a oh costume yeah that as well. was lovely <laughs> like I
1: said as much clothes as I can get <laughs> so I mean
2: she went around and uh, she was doing her thing and uh, sure enough we 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 saw something did we. Paranormal.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's be <we> specific. here. <laughs> we actually did get a glimpse of things I don't want to see. But anyway, <laughs> it was a very. The woman was a sweetheart. She really was. Yeah, she, she actually was, she wrote, wrote really two nice. books.
2: She wrote pole dancing for dummies and papal funerals.
0: This is so interesting because um, I think, for the most part, you, you know, when we when we get all of this stuff from our pop culture. There's very little humor to it. You know that, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I, and yet to, it's so refreshing to have both of you on here and share a different side to this from your perspective. Um, most of us are scared to death sitting through, you know, some of the movies that are out there. I mean, I think there is a movie that they said is out there now that they made for, like, a handful of money that's a box office smash that is Absolutely. scaring the heck out of everybody. Money. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, truthfully, I'd love to go see it. So yeah, I'm probably yeah, going to go this weekend. Yeah, my son.
2: Sorry, you're good. But another good thing about the book too is we have an accompanying uh, uh, companion website, uh, so people can go and see additional information on on each of the episodes. So they're not called chapters; they're called episodes. Uh, for instance, the pole dancing one, you can actually see the video that that uh, started that whole adventure.
0: So let's give out the website. Where can they go to find that?
2: We can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense without the book. <laughs> it's it's not the the, uh, the the website is in the book, uh, but it, it's it's not a standalone website. It doesn't have like it just has stuff that you wouldn't know about unless you read the book.
0: I know that's why I asked you the question because you know what we have on radio is we yep. have sort of a cliffhanger here for everybody. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. and what i what i think is really great about that is you know it would be out of context i interviewed uh, a couple of other people that have written books that have done that and it's really quite an experience um to really be able to take a look at this and and know that the relationships or the things that have happened to you in your life you're not out of your mind you know maybe maybe folks don't have to go to therapy about what they've seen i want to ask each of you What kind of guidance, advice, or coaching can you give our listeners right now that may be thinking, I'm listening to them, I've had experiences, but I don't know what to do? Maureen, what would you say to folks that are are either having experiences similar to what you're having or some sort of paranormal experience and they don't know what to do with it?
1: You know, what I would tell them at first is to, to know, first of all, that they're safe. You know, to, to take protection, to have faith, if they're really nervous. And, to, and what I would say, too, is when you're feeling this, what are you feeling inside? Like, what is your heart telling you? Is it something that you feel is positive? Is it something that you feel is negative? Um, maybe search out um, some knowledgeable people in your area where you live. Like, go to a metaphysical bookstore or a place where you can get some training Because I think really having the training and and not only that, having someone who understands where you can share your experiences and not feel like you're crazy. I mean, I think that's the biggest part is being accepted for who you are.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a huge part. Go ahead, Ron. And,
2: you know, I always use this Van Helsing character because he was a man of science from Braun Stricker's Dracula, yep. but he was also versed in the arts and crafts, and, and I kind of liked that persona because, you know, a lot of these things I didn't believe in, you know, I, I didn't believe in psychics, I thought they were all charlatans, I you know, I didn't believe in Reiki, uh, but I'm a level two uh, Reiki practitioner, I mean, I, just because I didn't believe in it, at least I would investigate it and see if there's an validity. So if you're having experiences, I mean, that's what you should be doing, too. Is, you know, don't close your mind to them. Right. Open your mind to them. Okay, I've, I've seen this. Write it down. Always write it down. You know, okay, maybe I can go back and see what I that... I used to be on the uh, Harvard Program Appeals Board, and I was there with psychiatrists, psychologists, lawyers, doctors, and everything else, and they, they couldn't wait for me to, to come in to to hear about the the uh, investigations and everything else, because a lot of them touched their, their lives. They had similar experiences in their own own lives. So it, the key is to talk about it, you know, right.
0: and and to
2: definitely don't close your mind to it. I mean, that's why we do, why we wrote the book, why we do so much media. It's, it's, it's education. That's
0: mm-hmm. what we Well, and people are going to want to hear more from you. Could you tell them how to find out more about your radio show and tune in?
2: Oh, absolutely! Uh, you can find everything from our uh, website, which is anyghostproject.com. Any like New England Ghostproject.com. We have uh, uh, Ghost Chronicles, which the podcast, which is interesting because it's an audio investigation. Basically, you go a, a lot of the uh, episodes. Are, you go with an investigation with us. That's the number one ghost show on iTunes. Uh, we also do a live show on TojiNet, a Pararex and uh, Ghost Channel, and beyond. And I do Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Field, some of Most Haunted as well. And that's all from our website, anyghostproject.com.
0: Oh, that's great. Uh, thank you both for joining us here today. I want to make sure everybody out there tuning in knows to go to the website, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, or N as in New, and E as in England. Ghostproject.com, check it out. Uh, Ron, Maureen, thank you so much for joining, uh, t- joining me here tonight. What a blast.
1: Uh, thank you for having us and really, you know, we enjoyed ourselves and uh, we hear great, great uh, information about you too, Dr. Pat, so we're, we're really privileged it's to have been good on. good to you. have a good host. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you and I hope that you will join me on one of my other hours. I would love to do this again. And Maureen, you so? can bring as many friends as you like.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll put the word out. <laughs> can, we, can we charge them for it, or... <laughs>
0: it? Sounds like a good one to me. <laughs> thank you both, and thank you for joining thank us you. again, everybody. The Ghost Chronicles, hot off the press. Um, you can go to their website to find out more about it, but you can certainly get on the Internet, Google it, go to Amazon, get your own copy. Uh, fabulous, fabulous book, and you will, be, you will be on a journey with these two extraordinary people, Maureen Wood and Ron Kulik. Uh For the Dr. Pat Show, I want to thank you for joining us here today, and I want to thank you for tuning us in and turning us on Remember, sign up for the the uh, holistic makeover. Uh, stay tuned. Sign up for the newsletter. That and much more. Again, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. Remember, you've got the power within you to transform. Make sure you take care of yourself and think about how to help another. We'll see you next time.
6: Grow, you can barely see the ground Or touch the sky Your high horse There's can off and left to you, nowhere to be found, better off dead,
8: oh, so you said But don't worry We all fall down somehow Oh someday Not somehow and maybe we're gonna make it out alright Just
6: not right now And speak well of a stranger's soul For you never know When it's your last step Final breath Throwing your chips you done some couldn't go
8: Take your last breath